0: I have an Instapot, one of those electric, programmable, multifunction pressure cookers. I use it every, well, maybe three times a year. It's good, but every time I pull it out, I can't remember how the gasket works or which side the valve should be on, what buttons to press. Not that I really have to remember. I do keep the instructions in the pot. I know, I know. I just need to practice using it more often, but right now, I'm practicing not using it, and I've gotten pretty good at that. Welcome to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name is Michelle Olander, I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here to try and convince you to show up, eat more plants, and not wait a single second longer to set an impossible goal. Episode five, where we discover what you've been practicing, not practicing. Welcome and welcome back, VegHeads, Thank you so much to the many people who reached out this month and gave me great feedback on the podcast. I really appreciate the reviews and the emails. And next week, I think we'll start answering some of the questions that have come in. I love working with people who have been struggling with starting or maintaining a vegetarian, a vegan, or a plant-based diet. So for today, I thought I'd take the opportunity to Introduce you to the veg your best process and the three cornerstones of the method, and what plant based coaching with me is all about. And no, there's no meal plan, no recipes, not even a smoothie. I know, and you know, that you can decide to go plant based or vegan without a coach anytime. You certainly don't need a coach to not eat meat, dairy, eggs and fish. But like my Instapot, if you are not actively practicing your plant-based skills, then you are actually practicing not eating plant-based. And geek alert, it's time to quote a Stoic philosopher, Epictetus, who warned us, quote, not to be satisfied with mere learning, but to add practice and then training. For as time passes, we forget what we learned and so end up doing the opposite, Meaningful practice and training, not just knowledge. That's what Epictetus suggested not quite 2,000 years ago. And that's what I offer my coaching clients. It's quite likely that you will never hear anything on this podcast that you don't already know about vegan or plant-based eating, but I hope to give you meaningful practice and training in terms of implementing what you already know, what you already think. The Veg Your Best process is coaching for individuals and groups who are looking to reduce or eliminate the consumption of animal products because of environmental, ethical, or as in the case of a lot of my listeners, health concerns. Often, it's a combination of many reasons. Those reasons belong to each of us personally, and it's my belief that you know your why, and it's never my job or my place to tell you what your why should be. So that's another thing you won't get from me, preaching. So no meal plan, no recipes, no smoothies, and no soapbox. Veg Your Best is, I think, exactly what it says. Veg-oriented, your reasons to live and show up the best way you can, as you define it. So this week, I'm going to share with you the three parts of my coaching program as I've developed it, and how we practice it together to get to get very different results than some things you may be more familiar with. You know, things like meatless Mondays or a 21-day vegan food plan or a five-day vegan challenge, working with one of the plant-based physicians, because those are all great ideas. They are all wonderful plans. And there is so much compelling medical evidence. And still, some of us struggle with eating in alignment with our intentions, with medical advice, with our ethical beliefs. And it's not surprising. It also does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with your commitment or your willpower. Because this world is not exactly set up for you to accomplish your goals. Because mostly, it's set up for you to accomplish someone else's goals. And that's, not necessarily a bad thing, as long as you feel good about it. But for some of us who want to make other choices, who want to reduce or eliminate animal products from our daily consumption, it typically means swimming upstream, going against the grain. Okay, choose your own metaphor here, because it means making choices that are conscious and deliberate rather than automatic. And that's like learning any other new skill. It's a little like my Instapot is for me. Awkward at first, very awkward for most of us, and a little tiring because, well, for most of us, our daily food choices have been practiced for years or decades, so long that they are automatic. They're the default setting. My job is to coach you so you can efficiently make the choices you want. Create the results you want. Ask for what you want without apology and live the life you want on your own terms. So at the beginning, I said there were three main cornerstones of this coaching practice that I use with Fed Your Best. Number one, think about what you are giving rather than getting. Number two, Decide like a leader rather than a follower. And number three, embrace a bigger picture and a grander goal. Still no smoothies. That's right, because this is what in coach speak we call mindset coaching. Because I really don't think you need anything but your own mindset to accomplish exactly what you want. So starting with number one, think about what you are giving rather than getting. You have a reason for moving towards or committing to a plant-based diet. It's very possible that that reason will grow or evolve over time, but you have a reason now. How does that reason benefit others? How does that reason benefit your family? How does it help? draw attention to animal agriculture or sustainable environmental practices? How does it save water or decrease the use of antibiotics in our food system or reward plant-based entrepreneurs and food producers? How does it help lower cholesterol or inflammation and in blood sugar? That might be an amazing gift you give yourself, a gift you give the people you love, the people who love you, what's your reason? Or your reasons for reducing or eliminating animal products? How do those reasons connect with your community and your environment? Those are reasons you make for yourself. How do you model your concern as a citizen? And why is it worth the trouble sometimes? Why is it bigger than you? How do your daily choices Make more choices available for those who haven't learned what you've learned. How do your food choices support others who need your support? How do your choices support your health, which allows you to do important work in this world? Making vegan choices can be more trouble than just automatically accepting what's out there. And especially at the beginning Decision fatigue can set in and we can think, Ugh, why can't my family make it easier for me? Or why can't the hotel or restaurant or airline support my requests better? Why aren't there more options for me at work? Why do I have to explain myself? Can I get a little help here? Well, it's not a problem if you feel that way from time to time, even if you feel that way a lot. Because even now, when there are exponentially more choices and more support for choosing plant-based than ever, you are still on the road less traveled. And the antidote to all that, why isn't it easier, whiny energy? Well, it's a mindset shift that you can remember, practice, and commit to. Think about who you are serving, and what you are modeling, What your purchases are underwriting. My veg your best cornerstone number one think about what you are giving rather than getting. Cornerstone number two decide like a leader rather than a follower. So many of us began their, well, for want of a better phrase, vegan journey consuming so much information. Most of us watch documentaries like Forks Over Knives and Game Changers or Earthlings or What the Health. We listen to podcasts like Vegetarian Zen, Howard Jacobson's Plant Yourself, No Meat Athlete podcast, The Rich Roll podcast. We read books. We buy vegan cookbooks. We follow plant-based physicians like Dr. Michael Greger, Dr. Lori Marbus, Dr. Esselstyn, Joel Kahn, Dr. Kim Williams. There's so many great communicators in the plant-based medicine field. And there are online courses like the Forks Over Knives plant-based cooking class, which I haven't taken yet, and the Plant-Based Nutrition Certificate at Cornell University, which I have. And don't worry, I will try to keep up with most of these uh, resources on my website, michelleolandercoaching.com. if this is coming at you too fast. And The links should also be in the podcast notes. But the point is, many of us, most of us, come to veganism as students or followers, devotees, if you will, of thought leaders who are creating amazing content about a plant-based lifestyle. So we follow on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. There's so many YouTubers creating amazing content and following energy is exciting. We want to know more. Each new source or menu or authority or vegan extreme athlete gives us another little dopamine hit of discovery and new information, new ways of seeing veganism through these exciting thought leaders. But following is really, well, it's really passive consumption that feels like action. And we can be forgiven for thinking that that learning is action, but learning is only action if you're implementing that learning. Cornerstone number two is decide like a leader rather than a follower. When we are struggling to maintain a plant-based diet, we're probably looking for answers, looking for how. How do I cook? How do I order? How do I find meal plans? How do I decide which foods and how much? How do I get buy-in from my spouse? How do I get my kids to eat vegan? How do I travel while plant-based? How? But how is follower talk? How questions are follower questions. And it's easy to hide out way too long in follower energy. Believe me, I know. I've been there. If you're having trouble going plant-based, well, you think you need to read one more book, or listen to one more expert, or download one more podcast or documentary. I'm just learning, you think. I can't be held to anything yet. That's follower energy. But what if you decided to start to run this part of your life like a leader? Leadership energy makes decisions and then follows through on those decisions. Leaders still ask questions. Leaders still learn and listen, but they consistently implement what they learn. They take action so that their questions from others become specific, and they come up with their own ideas to advance their understanding. Leaders learn so that they can lead better. And leadership begins at home with the self, leading oneself. Followers are still in sort of that adolescent position of having an excuse why they can't commit quite yet or decide. They haven't declared their major. They aren't ready. But you're never ready until you do the work of deciding and learning from those decisions. We'll talk more about that in another podcast. Cornerstone three, embrace a bigger picture and a grander goal. Okay, I know that that might seem a little bit delusional, a little bit uncomfortable or grandiose, but if there is something about reducing or eliminating animal products that is really resonating with you, my experience tells me that you are ready to reinvent at least one part of how you show up in the world. Making a deliberate choice to avoid eating animal products means showing up in a spirit of service and giving. Remember, that's cornerstone one. Think about what you are giving rather than what you're getting. Cornerstone two, decide like a leader, not a follower. And three, embracing a bigger picture and a grander goal. It's the best part of moving towards a vegan or a plant-based lifestyle. Because your daily choices start to reflect your thoughts and your commitments and your ideals in a way that connects you very directly and consciously to the environment, our agricultural systems, our health and medical systems, the way animals are treated, and most of all, deliberate food choices are a way you consciously and authoritatively honor your conscience, and your goals. Living in full and total alignment with our beliefs, can I say, I'm pretty sure that's impossible for humans. Because as we commit to a higher standard and greater follow through, we usually learn something else and every step allows us to make more nuanced decisions with greater knowledge and finer sensitivities than we had when we started. So this evolution can go on as long as we do. I hope it does. And that's what I mean about embracing a bigger picture and a grander goal. And it will look different for every human. I have no idea what your evolution should look like. But as a coach, I know that it is probably bigger and grander than you allow yourself to even dream most days. Taking the steps to reduce or eliminate animal products from our daily consumption is so often one of those decisions that makes 1,000 decisions. You know, the skills you learn getting more conscious, more decisive, more deliberate with your daily nutrition, those are skills that you will use in so many other areas you may not even be able to imagine right now. And you may need to trust me on this. But I have seen it so many times. Vegans are not better people. We'll be talking about that for sure on an upcoming episode. Vegans do not have more willpower or support. But the process of going vegan or plant-based is so proactive and humbling and challenging and connecting that you will see how much more there is for you in this world. After I committed to whole food, plant-based eating, so many things changed for me. In a nutshell, I felt like I had done the impossible and that I was far more connected with all sorts of aspects in our world than I was before. Because what is, what is more intersectional than the way humans fuel their bodies, the way they nourish their young, the way they celebrate, cultivate, Build supply systems, develop infrastructure, economies, and dispose of waste. Our food choices are at the root of our society and our civilization. Just the process of becoming more conscious and aware of those choices can be a catalyst for a whole new belief in oneself, a belief in one's capabilities. Moving out of the default setting belief in other possibilities. That's what I mean about embracing a bigger picture and a grander goal. I believe in a life for you where practicing a plant-based or vegan diet is one of the least interesting or notable things about you. So that's an explanation of the three basic parts of the Veg Your Best method. Think about what you're giving rather than getting, Decide like a leader rather than a follower. Embrace a bigger picture and a grander goal. You have access to all the meal plans, vegan cookbooks, plant-based physicians, documentaries and books. You might even have an Instapot. And if you like smoothies, you are probably already drinking smoothies. And if you want to discuss how coaching can help you move toward a plant-based or vegan diet in a way that reflects your beliefs and goals. I hope you will email me, look for the link on the podcast, or go to my website, michelleolandercoaching.com, and we can find some time to talk. If you have reasons to go plant-based and are struggling, you don't need more information. You just need a little mindset support, a little mindful practice and trading, a little attitude readjustment. You know, I never thought I could commit to practicing a vegan diet until I stopped thinking that thought. I hope to talk to you soon. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Wineshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team you would hit subscribe leave us a five-star review or share with someone you think might be interested something about algorithms it helps bump us up a little in the rankings and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience so until next week make it easy and veg your best